An 86-year-old woman is brought to the emergency department by her cleaner because of an inability to walk and a sore left hip for two days. She states that she was washing the dishes two days ago when she slipped and fell. She lives alone and was unable to reach the phone to call for help. She has also been unable to reach any food or fluid since she fell. In addition to her excruciating hip pain, she feels nauseated and fatigued. Her medical history includes essential hypertension. Her temperature is 36.8, pulse is 110, respirations are 18, and blood pressure is 115 over 80. Examination shows a thin-appearing woman with dry lips and a shortened, externally rotated left lower limb. Laboratory results show elevated serum creatinine. Which of the following is the most likely electrolyte disturbance? A. Alkalosis B. Hypercalcemia C. Hyperphosphatemia D. Hypokalemia E. Hyponatremia The answer here is hyperphosphatemia. Before we discuss the answer in detail, let's look at the wrong answers. First, alkalosis. Moderate acidosis, not alkalosis, is common in acute kidney injury, as the damaged kidneys are unable to effectively secrete hydrogen ions. Acidosis is defined as a serum pH value of less than 7.35. Next, hypercalcemia. Hypocalcemia, not hypercalcemia, is common in acute kidney injury. This is because the damaged renal parenchyma produces less calcitrol, and because hyperphosphatemia causes calcium phosphate precipitation in the tissues, reducing serum calcium. Next, hypokalemia. Hyperkalemia is common in acute kidney injury, rather than hypokalemia. This is because with renal failure comes a decreased glomerular filtration rate and thus decreased excretion of potassium through the urine. As a result of this decreased excretion, potassium accumulates in the serum. Next, hyponatremia. Hypernatremia rather than hyponatremia is common in dehydrated patients and patients with acute kidney injury. Given this patient has had no fluid intake for two days and has dry lips on examination, we suspect they will be dehydrated. As a result, their serum sodium is likely to be high. Now let's discuss the key points. Hyperphosphatemia is usually asymptomatic or most commonly caused by renal failure. Some patients may report symptoms of hypocalcemia such as muscle cramps, tetany, and perioral numbness. This is because hyperphosphatemia causes calcium phosphate precipitation in the tissues, reducing serum calcium. And now the main explanation. This patient has a broken hip and has clinical signs of dehydration. She also has laboratory results which suggest an acute kidney injury. The mechanism of this injury is likely pre-renal failure due to hypotension. Note that even though her blood pressure is close to the normal range, her medical history includes hypertension. This means that at the present moment, her blood pressure is inappropriately normal, as it would be expected to be in the hypertensive range. As a result of acute renal failure, many electrolyte disturbances are common. These include hyperkalemia, hypernatremia, hypocalcemia, 
hyperphosphatemia and acidosis. The most common cause of hyperphosphatemia is renal failure, either acute or chronic. Normally, gastrointestinal absorption is matched by renal excretion and cellular release is balanced by uptake in other tissues. In renal failure, however, excretion decreases and this leads to accumulation. Although most patients with hyperphosphatemia are asymptomatic, they occasionally report with hypocalcemic symptoms such as muscle cramps, tetany, and perioral numbness or tingling. This is because hyperphosphatemia causes calcium phosphate precipitation in the tissues, reducing serum calcium. 